Peyton Thorne was named Auburn's QB1 to start the season. I'll tell you why that's so important for Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us on this Friday, it's Daryl Dapperich, Montgomery Radio Vet, dapping it up on a Friday. And Daryl, yesterday we learned that Peyton Thorne will be QB1 for the Auburn Tigers to start the season. He's been named the starter against UMass. We also saw about an hour and a half worth of practice yesterday, or the media did. And then, you know, there was an offensive line arrangement that I thought was interesting. And then, of course, tomorrow is also decision day for five-star Auburn target Camarion Franklin. lot to get to. Daryl, first things first, the reason I think that Peyton Thorne being named the starter is so important is because I think the 50-50 games on Auburn's schedule at Texas A&M, at Arkansas, we'll put at Cal and at Vandy in there just to make the point. But they're in situations in tough environments where you need the most stable quarterback you can find. The guy that's not too high, the guy that's not too low, just to give yourself a shot in the fourth quarter. I think Peyton Thorne checks those boxes more than any other quarterback on Auburn's roster. Great point. You know, I read something earlier today where Peyton Thorne had some of his best games in the Big Ten against Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Washington. Those are some pretty – of course, that's a non-conference. That's some pretty – Yeah, exactly. For now. Exactly. That's some pretty heady company as far as teams. He's not playing slouches. So he's played very good competition. He's thrown for over 6,000 yards in two seasons against opponents that are – comprised of the schedule like that. So when you go to Baton Rouge and you go to College Station, like you talked about, and you go to other places, even the 50-50 games on the road, you got a guy that's played in pretty hostile. People can talk all they want. I get it. The SEC is elite. They're the best conference in the world. Sure. But playing on the road at Ohio State or Michigan, where it's over 100,000 people at Michigan Stadium or Buckeye Stadium, it's crazy. It's it's fanatical, and it is tough to win on the road. Happy Valley, we've seen that with Penn State. This is a kid who has played in the toughest environments in college football and has an experience. That bodes well when you play in the SEC on the road. Well, it'll be a little nice, though, to see a quarterback, because this is something we've kind of watched for the last half decade at Auburn where the quarterback's moments are so high and then those valleys come. And I think Peyton Thorne represents stability. And what's something that this Auburn fan base has kind of craved as we've all started to kind of realign where Hugh Freeze and, and the program and the fans and the money, it's all in the same thing. We're all kind of looking for stability here because it's been kind of a crazy ride to get to this point. And I think Peyton Thorne is exactly that Daryl and you know Jake Crane said it really well on the show yesterday he said so many teams lose it they lose games and wait for the other team to lose so they then can then win and I think just having Peyton Thorne's experience in a in, in a year where Auburn's gonna need some things to happen 
that favor them and you're going to have to take care of the football and you're going to have to make the right mental decisions over and over and over again and hope that the Arkansas and the Texas A&Ms and the cows and the old misses that you get at home, that they kind of beat themselves and you have the stability at quarterback to put yourself in a situation to win the game when there's five, 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. And, and to me, that was huge. The other thing, Daryl, that I think is so big about Peyton Thorne being named the starter isn't even him being named the starter itself. It's when he was named the starter. This happened earlier than I was expecting. I thought they were going to all go through, take equal reps going into the second scrimmage, keep that battle going between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. And that's not what we saw. Obviously, they they named it. Um, they named him earlier this week. And he gets to now have a full scrimmage. And we talked about this yesterday, you and I did, about the importance of this. But we get a full scrimmage now of hearing what Peyton Thorne did with the ones, knowing that it was his job going into UMass. And we get to see what he looks like with a different type of mindset and a different type of mentality. Yeah, two, two points. To your first point about the stability I love that, that, you know, sometimes in this day and age, you always think that you got to get quarterbacks that have to be able to win games for you and that kind of thing. I, there are people that watch this show and listen to this podcast. They'll remember who I'm about to say. And I'm not saying it directly mirrors this era of college football for Auburn, but Peyton Thorne reminds me a lot of a Brandon Cox. Okay. Year starter at Auburn, did some good things, won some very big games, but was steady, had good receivers. Had great running backs. Sound familiar? Had a decent offensive line and a defense that was starting to emerge, but he just made plays at the right time and didn't lose games. In that three-year stretch, Auburn won a lot of football games because of his steady hand and his consistent play. Three-year starter. Sound familiar? Very, very comparable, I think, to that. So I, that would be great to get back to that age where it's not peaks and valleys and the highs are really high and the lows are very lows. Let the people around you win some ball games for you. Secondly, to your point about when this decision was announced, I'm with you. I'm shocked that it was announced this early. I thought that maybe two days ago it would have been pared down to two, and then we would go another week to eight days, and then we would have a decision. The yeah. fact that he decided now is very good for continuity and Peyton Thorne to really get comfortable with this offense so Auburn's more prepared going into the season. I, I like that. I'm pleasantly surprised it was decided this early. Yeah, and I mean, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I think there needs to be a sense of urgency before Auburn goes to College Station. I think that game four against Texas A&M on the road is crucial, and there's just going to be a lot of things you need to know about this team. And I think answering a lot of the questions and, and just talking to some folks after the Thursday practice, it seems like the depth chart across the entire roster is pretty much solidified, Daryl. There's a few things, and we'll talk about the offensive line in a second, but across the board, most people kind of know where they are in the pecking order of things, so I've been told. And so with that in mind, now you get a full week before you go into UMass prep week where you can really maybe get an extra week of development as far as your starters, maybe kind of um, simulate that you're in season a little bit longer, maybe get an extra week of in-season prep, which I think is important because I think you're up against the clock. You got to learn as much about your team and as much about your starters as you possibly can before you go on the road to College Station. And it's why I like when you're breaking in a new coaching staff and a new quarterback yeah. to start with a team 
that is manageable, right? I mean, Auburn, with Bo Nix being a freshman, played Oregon in Dallas. I mean, you know, it turned out good for all, but that's tough to do. Um, I like the fact that when you're, again, you're playing a new quarterback, a new system, new coaching staff, use that first game as a litmus test to get everything worked out before you go on the road to Cal. So I like that a lot. I like the way the schedule falls. If Thorne comes back next year, and, you know, obviously you want to open up with a tougher game, although the schedule's already set, that's different. It's hard to do to get continuity. So, yes, I like the fact that there's a lot of things that they can work on against UMass, but not necessarily have to tip their hand or show too much for Cal. And Cal is in the same same situation. They're they're playing against North Texas, who's a better opponent, I think, than UMass. And they're breaking in a, a new quarterback, a transfer quarterback. So both teams won't see that much, know that much about each other. I love that for Auburn's sake, though, that they can work on some things and kind of ease into the offense a little bit. Boy, that North Texas team would be a lot better if they still had Jair Shorter and Larry Nixon, though. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Man. You know yep. what I'm saying? But it's good that they're playing one of our farm teams, and then they'll play the actual team in their second game. Of, of, the double of the A of the Auburn Tigers. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with the offensive line? We saw kind of a different type lineup yesterday, and we'll discuss what that means in just a moment right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts, head to eBay Motors. And they've got this thing called eBay Guaranteed Fit, where you can make sure every part fits just right. There's a My Garage section. You just put what kind of car you've got in that. And then the little green check pops up next to all the parts that will fit your car. It's guaranteed or your money back. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when all the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices. All at ebaymotors.com. Auburn family, let's ride. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetics. Guys, we've all been there. We've all been in the situation where, oh my gosh, it's the day before a significant other's birthday or an anniversary or something that, you uh, you fellas know that you should be getting something for that special someone. Well, the perfect gift is courtesy of our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetics. Go to auburnmedaesthetics.com and get a gift card for Botox, facials, laser treatments, anything that can help your wife, girlfriend, significant other feel incredible. I mean, we hear it all the time, guys. You get asked, how do I look? Girls. Uh, the ladies, they want to feel and look their best in Auburn Med Aesthetics can help you help them. They've got 15 years of experience in their med spa industry. You'll love to meet with Dr. Nancy Herring and her master esthetician, Searcy Kelly. So be sure to check them out. Go to Auburn Med Aesthetics, their full service med spa serving Auburn. And gift card purchases are even easier on their website, auburnmedaesthetics.com or just stop in and see them on East Glen Avenue across from Chappie's. Remember, Auburn Metastetics is perfect for last-minute gift cards. We promise, guys, she will love it. Daryl Daprich, Montgomery Radio veteran, hanging out with us. The offensive line, per reports, looked different yesterday with the starters. Of course, Peyton Thorne was with the starters. Robbie got some reps there as well. But from left to right, we saw a different kind of personnel look. From left to right, we saw Dylan Wade at left tackle. That's not unusual. At left guard, Gunnar Britton lining up at left guard. Normally, he's at right tackle. At center, 
Avery Jones, that's fine. Cam Stutz at right guard, that's normal. But then at right tackle, where Gunnar Britton typically is, we saw Xavier Miller, Tutal Miller, the JUCO product that uh, that is, uh, I don't know, maybe he's ready. He certainly looks the part. He's very, very large and in charge. And so we saw that left guard spot be taken out, which has been Jeremiah Wright and Tate Johnson. And we saw Gunnar Britton move from right tackle to left guard. And Xavier Miller has been put in that right guard spot. Daryl, I can only think of two possible explanations for this. One is the more simple one, which is they're just trying to build depth. What happens if a guard goes down type thing, right? Or the other is maybe they don't feel good about what's come out of that left guard spot and they're trying some different things. I think those are the two options that we could really kind of draw from right now. I'm going to go with option B because I think okay. Muskrat is a kid that you could plug into a guard position and he could play there at a, at a high level. So what this tells me, I'm actually the opposite. I'm, I'm in, not that you aren't, but I'm encouraged by this. Let me tell you why. Now we understand why it's so important in this day and age to recruit hybrid offensive linemen, meaning can they play inside? Can they play outside? Well, they're light enough to play inside, but if we want them to play, you know, tackle, we'll go ahead and put some weight on them. This is the reason why, because what you can do in theory, is put the best five offensive linemen in your program on the field at the same time. And we know Gunnar Britton is one of the best five. If he slides to guard because Miller has emerged as somebody that can play, and boy, would that be promising and really a really, really nice bonus. Sure. If Zayon Miller has come in with all the hype as a Juco and they said, oh, he's ready to plug and play, now you Because the, rep the report on him is he's been raw. Exactly. He needs time. Right. So if he's not raw and he's ready to play, what a bonus. What a gift. Now sure. you're putting the five best offensive linemen on the field. Now, Stutz is really the only true guard that's on that on that roster if you put Britton there because he can play both. But remember, sure. we heard Muskrat could play both, guard or tackle. That's why it's important to have these guys that can do both. I think I think if it was a matter of, oh, I want to build depth, you'd try Muskrat over there. I think it's an example of, okay, let's just put the five best dudes out there. And if Britain is willing to do that and to play guard, to, to make that offensive line as best as it can be and have the five best available, that's great for him. Good job for him. Makes him more versatile for the next step for the league, for the NFL. And then that makes Auburn's offensive line that much better. I love it. I think that's a very promising development. Yeah, and I guess for the sake of conversation, Tate Johnson – and JMR Wright were both at guard with the second team offensive line. Jalil Irvin at right tackle with the second team. I thought that was an interesting note as, mm. as well. But sounds like everything else from practice yesterday was Shane Hooks was impressive. Rivaldo Fairweather was impressive. I was reading Justin Ferguson's notes with the Auburn Observer, and he counted, I believe he said, six times where Rivaldo Fairweather had a solid catch in traffic, which is encouraging. I know Rivaldo Fairweather's a guy you've been uh, very high on Daryl since before he even before he even committed when he was still in the portal after yeah. leaving FIU. But I, I thought that was interesting. And I guess Shane Hooks, well, it sounds like he was pretty effective in the red zone. He was, um, I think Robbie Ashford hit him on a slant is what I read in the red zone, which is which is encouraging as well when you're as big Ooh. I heard, the word, I heard the word slant and I got said excited. the S word. People yeah, love I the S word. I love it. Ooh, it's just, yeah, I, uh, mm -hmm. One of the big takeaways that I got from being about 10 feet 
from the sidelines at practice the other day, I was very, very impressed and pleasantly surprised at the size of, of Auburn's wide receivers. I know we, we've talked about it. People have talked about it. But there's really a size difference, a physical specimen yeah. with guys like Hooks and Martyr. And Fairweather catching the ball in traffic is is also great news because if you can get – He's so smooth, that, yeah, He's middle, such a smooth runner. You know, you think about it. We talked about this over and over in the red zone, goal line yeah. packages. Everything gets condensed. Everything gets cluttered. The, the, the field shrinks. That's where there is a lot of traffic. And that's where you got to make catches in traffic. And if he's doing that – what a weapon inside the 10-yard line. No doubt. No doubt. Um, it is interesting, like very little shorter. Heard more hooks than shorter, which is what several people predicted going to fall camp. I did not predict that, but I just I just expected more from shorter up until this point. Seems like Cam Brown is kind of battling back from whatever like slate of injuries he was dealing with. So that's certainly great. And there was a moment where uh, Ferguson kind of noted this. There was a moment where there was a quick pass to Brown and Hugh Freeze is just kind of saying like easy yards, easy yards, you know, take yeah. them, which is kind of a novel concept, which is certainly something that is making me even more and more excited about, you know, the offense this season. But running backs uh, by all reports look good. But I mean, still, I, I just want to shout out Robbie Ashford again, because this is a situation where everybody's kind of waiting to see how we would respond to the news of yesterday, and it sounds like he had an exceptional practice during the hour-and-a-half media window that was available yesterday. You are always one play away. Look, yep. never mind the injury factor, which we don't want to even – I don't want to put that voodoo on anybody. But, but it, it, it's part of it. I mean, it's part, part of the game. And I don't even care if Peyton Thorne stays 100% healthy the whole year. We've heard it. We've said it. There are some people that are so angry – and in, in, in commenting and Auburn fans talking about quit talking about packages. No, because it's going to happen. And when the head coach says it's going to happen, it needs to happen. The kid worked too hard to knock, and he's too he's got too many attributes with his legs. It's a weapon that would be untapped if you left him on the sideline and did not have packages for him. How he gets used, you free mm -hmm. said it in the press conference yesterday, is how he responds to what happened. And so far, so good. It sounds like he responded well. He needs to understand that he can still do a lot of things to help this team win from the quarterback position. And, um, again, it, 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 it's doing Auburn a disservice if you don't mm -hmm. try to utilize him in certain packages. It's a weapon that's just sitting in a box unwrapped, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Can Auburn add its third five-star of the 2024 class? We discuss next right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Also, check out all of our content at auburndaily.com. A ton of practice notes from yesterday, courtesy of Lance Daw. He did a great job covering that, as well as other types of analysis and news sprinkled in there. Camarion Franklin, the five-star defensive lineman from Mississippi, makes his decision tomorrow. Daryl at noon central time and it'll be between Auburn, Ole Miss, Tennessee and Miami. Now, depending on where you look is where you get, you know, where is he headed? Where is wow. he headed? Because there's been a late bit of news coming from the Oxford media about, okay, you know, Ole Miss is in this. 
when we haven't heard anything about Ole Miss for the last several weeks. I'm not saying these people are wrong. I'm just saying they're the only people saying this. National media hasn't moved. National media is saying he's going to Auburn. There's some folks in Miami that still think he's going to Miami. You're not hearing much about Tennessee at this point right now. But just the upside, if Auburn can pull this off, which I've talked to several people that cover recruiting, they all think he's going to Auburn. Just imagine that third, fifth star hitting that 2024 class for the Tigers. be amazing to what it would do to the class. Sure. It adds to another position of need. Keep this in mind. This is a guy that's 6'5", 265. He's got a 98 overall rating besides being a five-star. Oh He's the God. sixth best defensive lineman in the country. Mm. Okay, His scouting report, which I was able to read before we went on the air or recorded this, from the 24-7 national, talks about how – tell me if this sounds familiar. He's got the frame that's capable of adding additional weight. He could potentially mm. move inside at the next level – depending on the scheme, because he's a multi-scheme defensive tackle. He could stay at edge, which he's a holy terror at 6'5", 265, coming from the edge. He's that quick, that explosive. Or he can add 30 pounds and move inside, depending on what scheme you play. The same thing was said about Malik Blockton by his head coach at Pike Road. Sure. Auburn is getting versatile, multi-dimensional, hybrid defensive tackles. Falk is a guy that I don't think he'll move inside, but he can play defensive end. He can play that edge. He can play that jack. This is huge if you get a guy, never mind that he's a five-star and the six-best defensive lineman. The fact that he's so versatile, again, imagine a guy that's 6'5", 265 coming from the edge at you, setting the edge, containment with the, with the running backs, rushing the passer. Zach, he had 19 sacks last year as a junior. Mm -hmm. from his high school, which is Lake Comorant. I think is how you pronounce it. Cool name in Mississippi. Sounds sure. Cajun to me. 93 tackles and 19 sacks as a junior. I mean, that's that's unblockable. So he's got a frame. He's got a big boy frame. If he yeah. adds weight, they move him inside. If they don't, either way, it's win-win. What a message it would send to everyone, all of college football, if Hugh Freeze picked up the third five-star in this class. There aren't a lot of five-stars, people. There's just not. There's not many of them. And if Auburn was able to gobble up three of them, I mean, that's just... There's already a ton of momentum there. Don't get me wrong. But just the idea of it, it just... It, it feels a little funny to say, honestly. Just really because... Does. I mean, we're in a situation where, going into this class, Auburn's got 18 five-stars in their program's history. And Hugh Freeze is going to come in and get three in his first like seven or eight months on the job. That's pretty wild. It's At pretty three crazy. different positions, right? Sure. A linebacker, yeah. a receiver, and a defensive lineman. I have said all along, Auburn will get to the level that it needs to be and will be what all these fans want it to be and hope it'll be when you start getting five-star offensive and defensive linemen. When Auburn was at its best with the Carl Lawson's and some of those guys that they got that were five-star, Derek Brown, right? Th that's when they started to have great – that's when they had great seasons. You got to do that on the other side of the ball too and get some a couple five-star offensive tackles like the Georgias and Alabamas. But when you start sure. getting five-stars in the trenches and not just five-star corners or five-star you know, receivers or running backs, because Auburn's had those, mm -hmm. rich history of those, that is when you start to turn the corner. And you Freeze recognizes that realizes that 
and is getting after it. I, I cannot wait, you know, for the, for the final completion of this class and what it'll look like, the rating, the ranking, all that kind of stuff. Again, some work to be done along the offensive line, and we think that Carter is a guy, DeAndre Carter, that'll you know is leaning towards Auburn, and maybe yeah. add another guy in this class. But this is big. This would be a huge get for Hugh Freeze. Yep, no question about it. No question about it. We'll try to have something up tomorrow if that were to happen. We're both busy tomorrow. It may not be live. It may be a pre-recorded thing, but we'll we'll get you something tomorrow, and we'll certainly react to it on Monday as well, Daryl. How can people check out everything you've got going on, brother? Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410. Love interacting in the Discord, and I'm on a couple of local call-in shows in the Auburn-Opelika area every week. Yeah, follow me on socials at ZBlack. We read all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We will see you hopefully tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.